Welcome to Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, with your host, Mr. James Gardino Sr. That's me. I'm going to be talking about dividend stocks and investing for weekly cash flow. My main goal, 1% return per week. These are live trading sessions. If you want to join in, just let me know. Now, on with the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we not only talk about investing in dividend stocks, we actively invest in dividend stocks, specifically those dividend stocks that have an increased dividend payment for a minimum of 25 years. Okay? Now, if you consistently increase your dividend payments for more than 25 years, you are on my list. And these are the ones I look at. The way I do this is we take, or I take, a position 10 days prior to the EX date. I then take the dividend and I add that to the purchase price in which I paid for it, whatever that price is. That would be my new exit price. My main goal or my main target is to obtain 1% per week or $1,000 a week. Okay, Every year, I start out the account with $100,000 and then we just trade and we try to get $1,000 per week, which is basically 1%. All that being said, let's jump in, see where we are, see where we're going. Now, if you have been following, you'll notice that I have QCOM up here. I have, oh, how many shit of QCOM do I have now? Mm, wow. That's quite a bit. My average price is 32, actually 33.37, which is my average price. Because we originally bought them back in February at 144. Then I bought a bunch at 132. Then I bought some at 128. And I bought some at 126. And then I bought some more yesterday at 133. Because the covered call was so appealing, I couldn't pass it up. So I'm looking at a 2.5% return for this week for a covered call, which I had to jump at it because the other ones that were available didn't actually make the cut, didn't actually do what I wanted them to do. The numbers just didn't work. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at some of the stocks that were on the list for today to take a look at. Now, I only take a look at those stocks, like I said. So let's jump in and take a look at the list. Right here, a dividend kings list. There you have it. Now, how did I miss 3M? 3M was like, uh, oh, that was the beginning of the month. That's why. And I think we did do 3M target. All right. Now, as you can see, there's nothing registered for the rest of the month or going into next month. So what I have to do is I have to go back and look at last year. They're all going to be basically the same, maybe a day or so off because of the uh, the dates, you know, because of the extra day last year. All right, see, there's Target, there's 3M, MSA, Johnson Johnson, Nordson, all that fun stuff. Now, let's jump ahead to take a look at... Nope, we want June 
2020 because we want 10 days prior to. See, today is the 25th, which is right here. And two weeks would be the first, would be the 8th. Okay. So let's see what we have for the 8th of... Well, that would be today, wouldn't it? All right, so yesterday I left you off with BDX and LANC. So let's see if you've gotten those this morning, what would have happened. BDX first on the list. Let's take a look at that. BDX. All right, BDX. Who is BDX anyway? Becton, Dickerson, and Company. Dickinson. Be Becton, Dickinson, and Company. All right. Well, they're dividend king. They are not dividend king. Yeah. Shit, they are a dividend king. Yeah, 79 cent dividend coming up. Let's look at what would have happened had jumped in. Now, we said the, uh, the one-year chart looked adequate. This is basically a sideways company, just going sideways. Nothing huge. But it is a $240 stock. So... Do I really want to buy the stock? This is what we talked about yesterday. Do I really want to buy the stock and capture a 79 cent dividend? Because 250 bucks is a lot to dish out just to collect 79 cents per share. And I'm pretty sure we talked about doing a covered call. Okay. So yesterday she was at, she opened up at 245 and the high at 246. So, and she closed at 243. So let's take a look and see what we're looking at with BDX. BDX. All right, because the at the money right now, 242, here are the numbers. The bid is 241.93, and the ask is 242.16. So that is a. Uh, 21, 20 cent difference. That's a 20 cent spread. Alrighty. So a 242, a 242.5, and a half, so going for 145, which is just a slight bit under 1%. And that's the reason why I said I would pass on BDX. Number one, the price was too low. Now, everything looked good. Okay. The seasonality looked good. Um, the buyers, sellers, the, the, the trend, all looked good. It didn't look great. Did not look great. It looked okay or good, whichever one you want to do it. But a covered call, which is one of the safest bets you can ever do, is not going to get you 1%. So that's probably why we passed on BDX. Oh, needless to say, BDX opened up today at 243.44. Okay, and the high was. 244.06. So that, my friends, is 56.62. 62 cent difference between the high of the day and the opening of the day. So had you done it, you wouldn't have got it yet. You never know. It might turn around and she could uh, surprise you. You never know. All right, LANC. I think it was Lancaster Colony. Okay. L. A N C. All right, the one year chart. Ooh, I didn't do the BDX on the one year chart, did I? Ooh, naughty, naughty. Shall we do it just for the fun of it? 
BDX. All right, so BDX started out the year last year at uh, 237. Took about a month for it to hit an uh, all-time, not all-time high, but a, a one-year high at 284.97. Okay, about a month and a half later, she's at the bottom at 219.66. Basically went sideways, a little bit up, a little bit of down, but she ended up at 241, which is where she is today. And she just missed the dividend capture uh, profit by a couple of, you know, a couple of pennies here and there. But then again, you know, you still got 10 days or nine days now after the market closes today, nine days for it to, you know, go past that point and collect your 79 cents. It's if, you know, that's what you're looking for. But LANC is next on the list. LANC. Okay, LANC started out the year at the low of the year at 145.50. And it's a nice escalation to the upside, you know, to where she is today. She uh, found the high a couple of weeks ago at 193. She settled into a sideways area. She's at 185.93 at this moment. She opened up at 186.80 and she hit 187.08, which is a 48 cent um, move. You know, from from the low. I mean, sorry, from the opening of the day to the high of the day. Only 48 cents. So you're a little bit off there too. What was that, 12 cents, something like that? But like I said, you still got 10 days in order for it to do anything. Now, there's nothing left to look at on the Dividend Kings. So let's take a look at Warren Buffett's list. And I'm pretty sure there's nothing on Warren Buffett's list. No. So that, nothing. Now, Coca Cola and MRK are going, we're going to look at those on Wednesday, which is, by the way, tomorrow. Tomorrow. All right, we're going to look at uh, Coca-Cola and Merck tomorrow, you know, because on what's-his-name's list. So let's take a look at the dividend aristocrats. These are the guys with 25 years of stuff going on. And there was five of them we were going to look at today. I think I went over them briefly. Now, these will be for tomorrow. So after the market closes today, you can put the order in if this is what you want. Now, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just going to go through the numbers, go through the charts, all the indicators, and see how it looks. Now, these companies have increased their dividend payments for a minimum of 25 years, or they would not be on the list. But hey, they are on the list. PPL is the first one we're going to look at, and who are they? This like, We did this yesterday, PPL Corporation. What the heck does that mean, PPL Corporation? LANC is at least Lancaster Colony. It gives you an idea, but but PPL doesn't even give you a. Don't get me started. All right, so PPL. PPL. Try this again. Started out the year last year at twenty six forty eight. Took about a week or two for it to hit a high of the year at thirty ninety six. Then it took about a month, month and a half. To hit its low at 24.23. Now, this thing doesn't have a lot of movement. Okay? The low of the year is 24.23. The high of the year is 30.94. That's like a six, $6 move between the low of the low of the year and the high of the year. Anyway, she's gone sideways for quite a while. She tried testing that uh, high again in the end of November by hitting 29.30. You know, so she was just off like a little bit because the high of the year was twenty nine thirty six, 
2930 is uh, wish tried hit back back in late November. But she's been going sideways for the past, what, 90 days? 60 days, 90 days? And she's sitting at 29.29, but she's still a, a slight uptrend, okay? So, slight uptrend. That's all we're looking for. We're not looking for anything big. I'll take a look at the seasonality on this bad boy. All right, the seasonality doesn't really thrill me, but however, the next couple of weeks, this thing has a nice little pop, okay? So that looks good. And let's look at the big chart for PPL. PPL, there we go. All right, high of the year, 30.94, low of the year, 24.20. She's going sideways. Wow, and the buyers and sellers can't figure out what to do, but the trend line is a little on the downside. I shouldn't say a little on the downside. It's a little on the downside. Okay, the buyers and sellers are really close, you know, fighting back and forth. See who's who's jockeying. For, I like that one, jockeying for you know prominent positioning. <laughs> anyway, that was a little tight, and it's it's not a, a you know big dollar stock. It's a twenty three dollar stock, and it's got a forty one cent dividend. So that's a that's a big dividend for a twenty twenty one dollar stock, or twenty nine dollar stock. Yeah. Okay. Well. That being said, let's jump at SJI. SJI is next on the list. SJI. South Jersey Industries. Ooh, a 29 and a half cent dividend. Let's see what it looks like. She started out the year last year at 28.27. Found its high a couple of weeks later. About a week or so later at 29.62. That was in the uh, second week of June. From there, she falls down and hits the bottom, which is 18.30. That was the end of September. From there, she tests that high again, 29.20. Not quite breaking it, but is what it is. And for some strange reason, right in March 16th, 17th, around St. Patty's Day, this thing gaps down. Gaps down and settles at 22.01. Finds the bottom at 21.11. And she's in an awesome, awesome uptrend from that new low. Okay, the new, was that, 30-day low, 60-day low, something like that. All right, so 26.11 doesn't look too bad. She's got a 30-cent dividend coming up. Let's check out the seasonality for these bad boys. Okay, so it's, you know, it'd be good for a quick little pop, you know, 30 cents. That's, uh, you know, your 1%. Get in, get out, be happy. Okay, 20, you know, it's a 29 and a half cent dividend. And it's a $26 stock. So you could just capture the dividend and be good with it, you know, and that would give you your 1%. But that's two weeks out. But what can we do tomorrow with SJI? SJI, let's put it in the trading bin. Okay, the bid is 26.11 and the ask is 26.12. Holy cow, that's a tight spread. Now, one thing I don't like about this, it is a 30-day only monthly options. So you're looking at holding this bad boy for four, four and a half weeks. No, thank you. So the dividend capturing strategy is good for that one. If you have to, um, yeah. I don't know if I'd even do that though. She's at 26 now. 
yeah, no, it's not worth a covered call. But it is worth a um, a div cap scenario for SJI. I like that. SJI is a good dividend capturing strategy on that one. I say Travelers, 85 cents. Let's take a look at that. TVR. TVR. TRV. How's that? TRV. And there it is, Travelers. Okay, so Travelers started out at the low of the year last year at 103. Okay. Took a couple of weeks to jump up to a trading range of 114. Travels that way for quite a bit. Um, just before election, she hits 120 and stays there for a couple of days. Then after the election, she jumps up to a nice new... It looks like an almost a double high, but not quite. She hit a high... Well, she hit um, 161 in the second or third week in March. But then she broke that again by hitting 162.71 the 10th of May. From there, she went sideways just a little bit to where she is now at 158.11. I wouldn't really jump into Travelers yet, but let's take a look at the seasonality first until she finds some kind of stability because she has three down days in a row. That never makes a happy camper. Ooh, but I do like this little pop. It's not huge, but it's there. Okay. Looks like a little five percent pop in the in the upcoming couple of weeks. It could hold out for this Friday, which it's a hundred fifty eight dollar stock and it's eighty five eighty five cent um, dividend, which is not bad. It's like a half a percent. I I don't know if that's something you want to do, but let's take a look at Travelers TRV. Let's see what the, the the trade route looks like. Okay, so the bid is 158.07. The ask is 158.14. And this is another one with a 30-day option. That's probably why it's not on my premium list. So I wouldn't even do this one because right now the 158 ask price, the uh, the closest option you're going to look at is the 160, and it's paying $1.70. But the stock has to move up in order to be able to capture that. And I really don't. Excuse me. I really don't like that. So by the numbers, it doesn't really work for me. All right, because you're getting less than 1% if you're capturing the dividend. And then if you can do a, a covered call, you're not going to be happy holding it onto it for five weeks. But for those people who are doing uh, um, these returns for a uh, for monthly returns, hey, great, why not? Travelers, it's, you know, it's been around for <laughs> who knows how long, long time. But it doesn't fit my criteria for weekly cash flow. Now, UMBF Financial Corporate, UMB Financial. Let's take a look at them. UMBF. Okay, so UMBF started out the year last year at 5017. Took about a month or so for it hit the bottom, the low of the year at 4379. Uh and she breaks out right up. She just goes back to sideways again. Since so she breaks out of the 56th area and she shoots up to 70, stays there for about a month and a half, almost two months. It jumps up to 73 and a half and stays there for a month. Now she's sitting pretty way up here in the $90 area between 91 and 97. And she's sitting at 97.90 at the moment. But she got a 31 cent dividend. That does not make me happy. Can't put that such a low dividend on that. 
Let's see what seasonality looks like. All right, the seasonality for UMB looks kind of like... All right, so it's not bad. It's got a nice little pop coming up. I like that from where she is now. 57 to 60, that's 3, that's 5%. Oh, is it? Yeah. Because 10% would be, be $5.70. But this is only $3, which is half that. So it's only like a 2.5% of, of, of um, what do you call it? five percent move so um umbf we're putting that to the big chart see what that looks like all right the high of the year is 99.98 and i don't like um trading when it's at its high it's only at 97.75 at the moment so there is room to move and still be under the high of the year however it's flatlining for the, the trend in a very slight downward close to the flat trend and the sellers are in control of this one all right so you know way too many sellers as there is buyers now even though she has the dividend coming up in the next two weeks let's see what the trade looks like this one might be another yeah not even interested i'm not even going to take a look because you have to do you know the covered call not even worth it all right sorry vfc the vf corporation Let's put that into the one-year chart and see what that looks like. VF, 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 C, VF Corporation, VFC. Okay, VFC started out at 59.70. And about a week or so, she found its low at 55.35. Traveled sideways all the way up until the end of August. From there, she just escalated to, this one looks like a, all right. It was a double high at one point, or close to a triple high. Let's take a quick look at it. In um, December 8th, and again in January 6th, it's 89.60, or 89.65. Now, from there, she went sideways for a little bit, and she's tilted down. So, the, let's take a look at the new 90-day low. The new 90-day double low, which which she hit in the begin middle of March and the end of March. Right at 7561. Now, from the new 90. All right, I had to take a quick pause there for a second because the phone rings. That's what happens. When, I tell this every every time it happens. When you're doing a live show, sometimes the phone rings because, you know, people need me for something. Don't know, but I'm going to have to call them back in a minute. Okay, so where was I? So, VF made a double low in March at 7561. Now, she hits a new high. A new 90-day high at 90.75. From there, she drops down and she's trying to hit that double O again, or it would actually be a triple O at 76.41. She bounces off of that just to be sitting at 78.53. Now let's take a quick look at the seasonality for this, and we'll go from there. So the seasonality for this guy is not very favorable for this week. But next week it looks pretty good, and then the week after that. But then again, you're coming into to the season, to the uh, the dividend play right about then. So not for this week, but for next week maybe. But then you're looking at one week for it to make its one 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 um, percent move. Now I'm kind of curious. Some of you people listening to this thinking a one percent move is a good thing, but if you think about it, one percent per week. 
compounding comes to over 70% per year. Now you're dealing with top V, cream of the crop, the best companies there are. You know, increased dividends for a minimum of 25 years. How the hell can you really go wrong? You know? And if worst case scenario, say, all right, I'll just collect the dividend. And you collect the dividend every 90 days. The only time you lose money is when you sell it for less than you paid for it. Now we're going to take a quick look at the trade on VFC. VFC. See, the bid is 78.50 and the ask is 78.54. It's not a tight, tight spread. And this one has weekly options, so this one could be a good one. So 78.50, which is at the money at this moment in time, is a 75 cent premium. So you could buy it at the money, sell the premium for someone to buy it from you for the exact same price you paid for it, $78.50, and you'd get your 1% right there. And you have the possibility of collecting the dividend in two weeks. So if you buy it, let, let's say you buy it at the money right now and you sell the 79. Okay, so you add the 79 and it has a 45 cent bid per share. So if you get called out at 79, the sale price will be $79.45, but the purchase price right now is $78.51. See where I'm going with this? So you can get a $2, wait a minute. No, that'd be a dollar. All right, a little over a dollar. So you get a little over a dollar profit by buying it at the money now, selling the $79 call for someone to buy it from you at $79. Now, a stock has to move up in order for it to uh, to be called out. But that's kind of okay because you got the dividend coming up for two weeks. You got a 1% one, a 1% a premium for this week. And if it doesn't get called out at the 1%, then you can do it again next week. So you can get 1% this week and maybe again another 1% next week and you get to collect the dividend. Oh, come on. That's a triple whammy. I like that play. That would be my... If I <laughs> if I had any money, I'd be buying this one. But can't because all my money's tied up in, in Qualcomm. Because, you know, 2.5% for the week is better than 1. Uh, you know, 1% for this one. So that's why I did the, the Second time the phone rang during this. I hate when that happens. Why are people calling me this hour of the day? It's quarter of 11. That's probably why. Okay, so let's take a quick look at the chart for VFC before we go any further. Um, well, all right, she hit the high of 90.79. Looks like she's bouncing off, which could be a new support at 75.93. She had a nice update today, but this is a play for tomorrow. Okay, now the buyers are. Looks like they could be turning to go take control. I don't know. But the trend line is reversing. You got a trend reversal just uh, the 19th, which was six days ago, last week. You had a trend reversal last week, and the buyers and sellers exchanged greeting cards to, you know, so the sellers are in control at the moment, if that's the way you want to say it. You know, the more sellers than there are buyers, but the buyers are kind of turning the page and going up. Because you get dividend coming up two weeks that's what I would do all that being said let's get ready to rumble I don't know for some strange reason I just like saying that anyway 
All right, so that's where we are today. Um, I made my my 1% for the week, so I'm just going to go through the motions for the rest of the week. And most likely, I will be out of Qualcomm by the end of the week. And I, I was doing some research last night, and apparently I'm losing money on Qualcomm, even though I'm collecting um, premiums every week. I, I don't know where it went, so I'm gonna have to take a, a take another look at that. Let's take a look at the account statement, and I'll show you real quick. Um, Qcom, there we go. Okay, so we got Qcom. Way back in February 16th, when we did a spread, 144, 145, and we got bit in the butt. <laughs> so we ended up buying it at 144. But as you can see, premium, 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 premium. You kept selling the premiums, and here's where I lost a big one right here. I sold the 134s back in April 1st, sorry, March 31st. I sold the premium, the uh, 134s, for 39 cents a share. And a couple days later, which I think the, the very next day, it shot up. And I had to buy it back at 355. You know, I sold it for 39 cents and I had to buy it for $3.55, which was a which is a 10x loss. Ouch. Alright, so after I bought it back, I sold the the 144 sold them again, 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 and then I kept doing it. And I kept selling premium, selling premium, selling premium, selling premium. And until I finally got to the point where this is where I am, but it doesn't look like I made a big, huge loss. But anyway, it's there. All right, so where is P&L? Let's get rid of you. Order entry, order strategy, blah, blah, blah. Trade history, options, profit and losses. Here we go. Profit and losses. Have them. There we go. Qcom right there. See that? Year to date profit and loss. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you. And have a great day.